Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetic, real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in a glass fishbowl. We had a little break for a couple reasons, but we're back. I'm the other good one. Yeah, literally break. I mean, the crazy <laughs> thing is you, as we age, right, if we fall, it's not a laughing matter because it's falls yeah. are a serious thing. That's why, you know, when you go into a doctor, they'll often ask you as you're older, like, have you had any falls recently? You broke two ribs. Yeah, I sure Which did. is crazy. Right. My whole, like, I don't even remember when it happened. I was walking into a, a fundraiser. My next thing I know, I was in the air and every, every Worst ounce, feeling. every ounce of this body just fell on my right side and I heard all like I just heard the bones breaking oh I my heard gosh them. and you know of course if you've had children then you know if you fall then your bladder will give out my bladder did not <laughs> um, show up that evening so I mean like all of the things are happening I'm like dear god there's gonna be like yellow snow around me now as I'm as people are trying to pick me up but and then like it's funny because all these Big burly guys would come running out to help me, and I was like so thankful for them. But they were very close to my face, and I'm if I hurt myself, just two rules: don't touch me, and please don't get near my face. Oh so I'm my like, gosh. I mean, I get up, get up, get up. I'm like, please get away, please get away. And then I finally just like lost it. I'm like, get the f away from me! Like I was, it, it I was, am so sorry. Yeah, and so. and then the healing process has not been easy. No, it's horrible, but. Once I knew, because first of all, like, you know, the EMTs and firefighters, they were amazing that night. But they're like, make sure you go again tomorrow morning because that, you know, you could have your lung punctured. Worst thing you could tell me, because then I am Dr. WebMD and I spent the majority, I didn't sleep all night because I was nervous that I wasn't going to wake up. So I'm like Googling. I'm like, oh, my God, I could be internally bleeding. I could have a. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's. You went down that Internet rabbit hole. I did. I went down the the internet. So once I know, like, it's an insane pain. Like, I'm in pain now. It's But it's mind over matter. Like, once I. Now I know, like, nothing is seriously wrong internally. Good. I'm like, I can. We're going to barrel through this. We're going to barrel through this pain. Well, we could do a whole episode on medical challenges and the fallout because just as a quick side note my son was complaining of stomach pain january 2nd that's how we started our year and it turned out he had to have emergency an emergency appendectomy and at 13 he's a kid who never really complains never really gets sick so i was glad i took him seriously and we ended up having him air not airlifted but transferred via ambulance to Des Moines and then the irony is now I know a woman who lives in the Cedar Rapids area and she just had emergency appendectomy and they transferred her to Waterloo from Cedar Rapids. It's unbelievable. Isn't it crazy? So we have to be grateful for the doctors we still have because in many circumstances now they're moving people to other hospitals based on various reasons and in the end, I mean, we are grateful, you know, that we both have health insurance. My son's surgery, it was like $36,000. Are you and, kidding me? No. And I have, see, I thought we had seemingly good insurance because I put them on a private plan through Wellmark. And, you know, so, I mean, paying like almost $600 a month for him and Charlotte's insurance. And we're still going to have to pay over $5,000 out of pocket. And that's having one of the better plans. So it's just, I mean, so not to complain because he's fine and I'm grateful, but it's just sad because it makes you realize how one horrible, one fall, like what happened to you, I mean, it can bankrupt people if you have ongoing medical bills. So 
I'm just now kicking myself that I didn't put more money into our flexible spending account because you know how you tell yourself well, like, oh, hopefully we won't have a bad year medical wise. It'll be and, and so I like lowered the amount that we put in every month. So that was stupid, a stupid move on my part. Well, you know, and you think the amount of money that we pay for insurance every single month that it's, you know, so, you know, what are we paying for then? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. And, you know, you can't dissect and understand like what's being charged where, but it was interesting that there were like three separate anesthesiology charges for one surgery. So apparently there are now like assistant, you know, assistants under the main anesthesiologist and then they... They have individual charges too. And so, I mean, it was like, but here's one last thing I'll say, a plug that I was blown away at that Ronald McDonald house floor in the Des Moines Mercy One Hospital. They have a a pediatric floor. I think it was the fourth floor. The floor above is an in-hospital hotel. Right. You know, it's amazing. Per Ronald McDonald. I was so impressed. So my husband was able to sleep one floor above and didn't have to stay outside of the hospital because I could sleep in Thomas's room. So, I mean, now I'm all about the Ronald McDonald house and we'll definitely be because don't all, making charitable contributions. Because 100% of your donations goes directly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to it. There is it was no, amazing. It's good. They go directly to it. Nobody pays for anything. It's also kind of like, um, um, I can't even think that... <laughs> I can't even think. But anyway. I'll, oh, St. Jude. St. Jude. Yes, oh, my goodness. Like I Jude. apologize. Yeah, mm-hmm. St. Jude, 100%. So I always recommend anybody, you know, also Family and Children's Council. We'll get that later. But <laughs> I want to I talk about stuff because I, I think a lot of women need to hear this message. We are in March. It is Women's History Month. Okay. So there are a lot of women who went before us that, you know, broke down barriers. They shattered glass ceilings. They did so much. They burned bras. They, you know, <laughs> knitted their kitty hats. We're not doing any of those things. But they did so much. And there are so many women out here acting petty. So there's a situation of a, of a dear friend who owns a business. And actually, she and I became friends after I met her by going to her business. She's authentic. She's genuine. She's real. And she's the reason I keep going back because I just trust her. Right. She doesn't name drop. And I know you go there too. She doesn't name drop you. She doesn't say, oh, you know, Tara and Amanda come here, which <laughs> you both, you know that people around here, they do that a lot. They, oh, yes. they name drop a lot. So anyway, people are coming for her. So women are coming for her. She's, be, she's very successful. She's becoming very successful. And so she's having a really, really hard time with the fact that these women who post these, you know, empowerment sisterhood quotes mm-hmm. are literally doing her dirty behind her back. And I kind of like laughed when she was telling me because you and I, I mean, we, we're coming from, we talk about the boys club. Let me tell you, the women in the news industry were the most vicious human beings Absolutely. I have ever met in my life. I mean, you and I have said, I mean, that story where, when you were coming up and that woman that was just, mm-hmm. you were like, it was like sharks in the water. Multiple people have, I guess, didn't end up being the friend I thought they were because, yeah, they put their drive, their ambition, their dri- their desire to take my spot above being good people in terms right. of, uh, of being loyal friends. And, but no, that's so true because what you describe, because of social media, it's even more daunting because now any sort of passive aggressive behavior 
it can be carried out on a feed that, you know, for all the world to see. And before, if somebody had beef with you or there were issues, there wasn't such a public way for them to sort of share it in the town square, if that makes sense. 100%. And so that's what I think is unfortunate. And we both have been there where you read something on Facebook that someone has posted and then you have to say for a minute, are they talking about me or right. is that directed at me? Right. And it's weird because we're all like walking around in a state of paranoia where we're kind of afraid who's going to take a pot shot or what's going to be said. And so it's sad because I see these people saying like, I'm going to give up, you know, Facebook for Lent or whatever. And it, and I just, I can't say that I would want to completely check out, but then the trade-off is you're always going to be in a state of susceptible to insecurity, I guess, because you're constantly on the grind of, of social media. By the way, a lot of people who say they give up social media for Lent really just fake uh, create a fake account because they're still out there <laughs> as your surveillance Yeah, cameras. I believe they're still sneaking it is, on it there. Is, you well, know. <laughs> you know, my, the thing that I, like, this is, this is what I, I can't. When people say, listen, I just want to let you know, so-and-so, like, I heard that you said this about me, and I, I don't believe it, da-da-da. Let me tell you something, ladies. It's not just, don't worry about the person who said it, right? Don't worry about that person. Worry about who they sent it, said it to. Because if, if they were comfortable, if they were okay, if they were like, I mean, like, first of all, if someone says something to me about Tara, she's coming at you like Peoria, right? Like that <laughs> Peoria is coming out and she's going to put, she's going to check you because people know. This you happened don't... to me recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a call from a really close friend who said, hey, some things were said. And I and I told the person like, that's not Tara. That you doesn't sound like her. And yeah. so I did have to make some calls and text because it bothered me so much that I did want to follow up and make uh, make sure leave no doubt that this woman, this mutual friend of ours knew that I never would have said anything ill. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't speak ill of her, nor did I really know a lot about her personal life that she allegedly heard I had said something. So it was it was sad because it was like back in high school, you know, where you're like nervous about, well, who said what or what's the fallout going to be? And I mean, and it's just and we're both very direct people. And so I don't have a problem clearing the air right. if somebody says something that I know is 100 percent false. But at the same time, as we've experienced, the end result was she never called me back. She never texted back. Of course not. And so then you have to go into that space that we all hate to sort of accept. And that is they want to believe something negative about you yes. because that feeds whatever narrative yes. is going on in their head. Exactly. So you just have to let They're it gonna go. Believe, right. They're going to believe, you know, whatever it, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if someone's and time out, for this a involved a nail salon. <laughs> like I had supposedly said petty. something at a nail salon. First off, I don't have a regular salon. I don't have a regular and tech. Pop, like and going, I don't share. No. I'm just going there to like, you know, get it over with. Because as we both know, uh -huh. it's no longer a luxury. It's a chore now to keep your nails it. up. I, I mean, it's too much. It's, it's too fun. much work. It's not even fun. It's not even fun. <laughs> well, you know, the thing that cracks me up is that people will be out there and they'll say, well, I heard she said this. And I heard him. Like, my name gets tagged on so much stuff. Oh, of course. And it's like, then clearly you don't know me because I will put it out on Broadway you know, my opinion or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I am not, that's not me. That's not right, who I right. am. So when people say this stuff and I'm just like, 
And then when you call them out, they want to they want to turn it back on you like, oh, you're just you're just so ghetto. Like you're, you know, right. you should take the high road. No, I'm not going to take the high road because there are consequences. You just cannot go out and just start running your mouth. Well, that's such a good point. And then unfortunately, the downside of that is that is the attention seeking result that some people want. They want you to engage with them. So we both have been at that crossroads where you say, do I engage you know, acknowledge, entertain some kind of exchange, or do I sort of let it go? Because what you're doing then in some ways, if we sort of stand up for ourselves or speak our truth, you're fueling the fire that they want, which is, oh, I got Amanda's attention. I rattled Amanda. Right. She's upset. So, I mean, it's such a weird... I'm not... Like, you you didn't... Like, I'm not going to be in the corner crying. I'm going to come out swinging. Like, it's, you know, because I have... (laughs) No tolerance. It's just because I'm, tr- I'm, I don't care what people say anymore about me because they, they do it so often, right? For whatever reason, but it's there's gonna there has to be accountability, and I have no qualms. Like I'll be the one who shows up at your door. Like I will literally like let's just talk this out. What'd you say? Oh, what, what wasn't me? Because it's just it's such petty nonsense. And for for women, we've been through so much. We have people coming at us every which way from you know. Sunday, right? And then you're gonna like hold someone else's head underwater, you know? Oh, and it's- right. I, I know. Well, there there have been moments of vindication that have been very rewarding or fulfilling for me. One time, I had a coworker who gave me a lot of sort of friction unnecessarily, but part of it was I assumed the job that she had applied for and been passed over of course and so I went and I knew of this reality so I always went out of my way to try to have good rapport and to also reassure that person that what they did and what their role entailed was was really important and something I valued but none of the above really seemed to resonate until that person ended up leaving the state and taking a job elsewhere and upon getting to the new position had, you know, in her midst, a lot of people that treated her differently than how I had handled the situation. And she actually sent me a handwritten letter and said, I didn't realize until I left, you know, how things really were. And I just appreciate you and all that you did. And so I think that's, that's one piece of advice that I will say, even though it's not what you want to hear in terms of the short term victory, play the long game. Because over time, if you show up, show respect, you know, stay in your lane, the people around you who might initially have the knives out to stab you in the back, over time, they will see what you're all about. And if you're your authentic self, I, I feel like it will build a level of respect and sincerity that doesn't involve any sense of needing to acknowledge it because your actions will speak louder than words. And so I have now a very close friend who was a former coworker. And when we first started working together, she very much was defensive and not a fan. And I think she saw me as the ex-news anchor, bubble-headed bleach blonde. But once I got to know her and she saw wow, I'm a no-nonsense, straight-shooting person, we became fast friends because we had that commonality. So in the end, I was able to, you know, thaw the situation out. Right, it just takes time, which is the worst. Right, because no one wants to get up and feel uncomfortable going into work. You don't want to, you know, or, oh, am I going to run into that person in the hall? Am I going to pass them when I'm going on a bathroom break? I mean, I hate 
all of the office politics and that nonsense, which is why, like, I'm so grateful now that I'm out of that because I'm in a, you know, hybrid work situation. So sadly, fewer people that you have to engage with sometimes brings more peace. Oh, my gosh. That's why I'm always in my house. (laughs) Right? Like, that's why I'm always in my house. And you, you really, like, when you said no one wants to go to work, it was like going to work in a battle zone. So in my young years, I was in Amarillo. And of course, I was a young producer. I was a young reporter. And honestly, as a young reporter, I didn't care that I, I, I didn't want to be an anchor. I just liked being recognized in the grocery store at, you know, Midnight Rodeo, a.k.a. Ropaho. That's what it was called. <laughs> you know, and I got Ropo. in for, you know, it was like dollar beer night or dime beer night, something ridiculous. And I got recognized and it was like the best. But when there were other reporters... And then that evening anchor job, the, all the anchor jobs were popping up, and then you'd sit and read for it. It was just, the, it was it was literally like a war zone in there, and they were coming for you. Oh yes, I mean, and it, at, at first I took it because I'm like, well, I don't want to like make waves. And I'm like, no, let's go, come on, honey, you know. And um, there was um, a, a, a woman who worked there. We were around the same age. She was the evening anchor. I was the morning anchor. The morning team was very, very popular at that time. We had fun. Um, She was a cancerous person. And she would go around and, like, just start rumors. And I just kept my mouth shut. My news director was just like, I see it. Don't worry. I see what's happening. You don't even have to point it out. And it was so hard because I wanted to beat Mm -hmm. this girl's Mm -hmm. ass (laughs) in the middle of the But long story short, she ended up getting fired because of her behavior. Like, what she did, that karma bus came back around. She ended up getting fired. I end up getting her job. She and goes to the ABC affiliate, and then now she and I are going toe to toe. And I kicked her ass in the ratings. So for me, that was my greatest pleasure because she did everything she could to keep me out of that chair, and she couldn't. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like some everybody could say any anybody could say anything they want about you, right? People are going to believe what they choose to believe. You focus on you. You do right. you. They can't take away what you're good at. They can't, there's nothing that they can say, right? People here, like in Iowa, there are people who do not like me, whatever. They can call me any name in the book. They can make up any rumor. But guess what? These same people, when they need a voice for their child or for if they're a female and they need a voice, who they call. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's like, so say whatever you want about me. Like, I'm glad I'm on your mind. Go have your driveway beers and talk about me. Go gather at, you know, one of the little playoff basketball games like you did last year. And y'all listening know exactly who I'm talking about. Driveway beers. That's awesome. They were like talking about me and their little house parties. And like Mm -hmm. they congregated and had this start, like this, this, this takedown of Amanda Goodman. Go, keep doing it. Keep doing it. But you nailed it because only when somebody needs your advocacy will they then, you know, dance with the devil in their mind because 100%. we all need and use people if it's, you know, so self-serving, unfortunately. And, you know, the two things that I'll share and then I know we can move on and do another podcast to keep you going for the following week. I had a former employee situation where when I was and like you described, whenever you're competing for an anchor job and you're brought in to audition everyone is hovering you know in the shadows to watch you to report back to whomever else is wanting that seat and I will never forget I walk in to the studio and as I'm walking in the then current 
main news anchor who was leaving, the female news anchor who was leaving by choice, she was coming out. And I laugh because here we are in, you know, a small town, USA. And she had this air about her like it was Barbara Walters walking off the set of The View for her final broadcast. Oh, dear I mean, God. and, you know, Get and, and so it's so funny because at the time I come in, I was 29 and this person was not that much older than me, but it's just amazing how people assume this level of importance and superiority. And I just remember later thinking to myself, like, I could, I mean, I had as much main anchor experience. I was just coming from, you know, a different part of the country. So to be treated like, well, you know, I'm stepping aside and it's big shoes to fill, but who we pass the torch to is oh my God. is not you know certain and we all know that it's going to be a step down from this level i mean it was like you and were it was, in local yeah it was just so funny down. because you know how you can just feel the vibe in the air and so the and then the other funny thing is i ended up getting a morning anchor position the woman who ultimately came in as the new evening anchor we had a christmas party celebration at this like barn where they have hay rack rides and, you know, a country dinner and pies. I mean, it was like this very, like, really, it was fun, but this very much, like, stereotypical, like, small town, you know, celebration at a barn where they had this party. And the woman who ended up getting the main anchor job, when she showed up late to this barn party, she was wearing a fake fur <laughs> And so when she came in, it was like, oh, she's here. She's the new anchor. And so it was so funny because I'll never forget as she's like waltzing in, I look over and there's like a, a, a barn cat licking a pie plate. And I was laughing to myself. Oh I'm my sorry. God, I'm making so you laugh. laugh. No, I know. Fine. I'm so I'm sorry. Hold with my your rib right breast. So, it so it's better. just like, you know what? Yeah. Stop. We're, we're that, we're and I know that exactly glamorous. You're about. We're that's... that big time. Because it's like, here, you know, you're here and, and, the, and the station you're coming into is so impactful that our, you know, company party involves cats at a in a bar. And I've got my faux fur on. <laughs> So I'm going to outclass this joint. Oh, Get the hell out of here. You know, so did you know that I remember, so people don't, I don't know if anybody knows this, but your very last newscast, I was sitting. So you're on the main set. Speaking of waiting right. in the wings. Waiting in the wings. <laughs> so I was sitting on the morning show set that's across, that was across the oh, studio. that's right. That's right. And trust me, it sounds, it's, it was not glamorous at all. This is not a glamorous place at all. But anyway, and I remember sitting there and I was, I don't know if I ever told you this. I was so envious because I, th I now here I am getting ready to start a new contract, new jobs, supposed to be excited, everything. I love my job, love my profession. I was so envious of you. I'm like, she got out. Wow. She got out because when you're in that business, you're trained to think you're too old to go somewhere else. That's right. This is all you know how to do. Just stick to reading the prompter, you know. But I will never forget that. And you were, looked so happy and carefree, oh, and thank just you. it was like the weight of the world was lifting. And I was like. Man. And see, it, and soon to follow, you would you would have that same departure. And isn't it nice now that we know that we made the right decision? Because even though we're always going to face that, you know, sort of workplace political animosity, no matter what you do, especially as a woman, we are fortunate that we chose to leave at a time that was ideal for our families and per you know our future stability in terms of our personal lives yeah at the age same age age of 40 <laughs>
<laughs> All right, la ladies, listen, you know, even if you don't like somebody, don't cut, you know, just just don't talk about them. Don't right, work hard right. against them. Because guess what? You do it to somebody, three more people are going to do it to you. Start lifting people up. We need it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great week. <laughs>